The woman in our story this morning, she did something beautiful for Jesus. Amen? Jesus said so. Did you know that you can also do something beautiful for him when you serve him, when you give your best with an eternal perspective in mind, just like that woman do, which she actually is not even mentioned in the text, if you noticed. Elsewhere in the gospel, her name is mentioned, but not in our account. This morning, we'll continue our series entitled, Turn Your Eyes. And of course, as we began the season of Lent, we are moving in our direction of uh, helping, asking the Holy Spirit to help us turn our eyes afresh to and renew our devotion to our King, the Lord Jesus. And we'll share a few thoughts from this passage this morning. Often when people think about the Christian faith, they think of uh, many things. Many things come to mind. Many activities come to mind. Social work. Going to church. Reading the Bible. Praying. Small group. All of those things come to mind when persons sometimes think of being a Christian or becoming part of the Christian community. And those things are important, and they are very much a part of all that we are and are called to do. Nevertheless, all activities, my friends, every activity that we engage in as followers of Jesus should be engaged through the lens of the gospel, through the lens of what Jesus has done for us, and through the lens of what he intends to do and wants to do for the world, through you and through me. It's easy to get sometimes caught up in the temporary that we lose sight of the eternal. And in our passage this morning, we find an interaction, a conversation, and a situation that showed us just that. If you remember the text that was read a moment ago, this woman, she brought a very expensive perfume and she poured on Jesus' feet. Again, she did a beautiful thing, but the disciples of Jesus, who were his closest associates, they misunderstood what she did. For a moment, they just lost sight of what was really happening. They were caught up in the temporary, as important as it is, they said, one of them said, why this waste? Why not use this money to feed the poor? And that is important. Jesus said that we should do that, that we should engage in benevolent ministries. Nevertheless, at, at least at that point, the lady in our text, she saw something that the disciples didn't see. She saw the bigger picture. She chose to do what she did to prepare Jesus' body for burial. She understood that what she was doing was a beautiful thing because she was looking to the future. He was, she was looking at the spiritual activity that was going on and not just the temple. Friends, as important as it is, caring for the poor and those in need, engaging in benevolent ministries, doing acts of kindness and service, and hear me well, they are important and we are commanded to do those. As we do those things, we must always keep before us the priority of the eternal, the priority of sharing the gospel, actually sharing the gospel with someone. 
as we engage in works of service. This was the concern of the disciples because they thought, wait a minute, this is so much money that you are wasting. Uh, this money should have been kept and given to the poor. The disciples failed to understand a principle that the eternal supersedes the temporary. And it's more important. The perfume mentioned in this passage, my friends, was an extremely expensive luxury imported from India. And it was used especially for anointing the dead. So she knew precisely what she was doing. By doing what she did, the woman in our story, she prepared Jesus' body for what was to happen to him, for what was to become the hope of the world, the hope that you and I hope have today, the hope that you friends watching us online, that if you find yourself hopeless this morning, if you don't know what life is about, this story, because it points to the death and, and, and burial and resurrection, resurrection of Jesus, carries great meaning for you as well. The mission of Jesus, my friends, and by extension our mission, is to, to proclaim the gospel to everyone. And in our story, the disciples, they seem to be overly focused with one aspect of the mandate of Jesus for us. Have you heard this saying that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing? Right? I think that's pretty simple, wouldn't you, don't you? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing for us as a church, my friends, is to preach the gospel, amen? Is to make disciples. Yes, we engage in different activities, hear me well. And I will say this a few times because I don't ever want you or anyone to hear me saying that works of charity are not important. They are important. We are commanded to do them in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, when you have done it to the least of, of, of these, you have done it unto me. Am I right about it? He, has, he said that. But as we do those things, as we engage in missions of different kinds in our community and beyond, let us keep in mind, my friends, that the gospel needs to be shared with people. Amen? We need to share the gospel with people as we engage in those activities. Otherwise, we're just doing social work. The woman in our story seemed to understand something that you and I would do very well to keep before us, my friends, and that is to keep the eternal in view as we engage in the temple. To keep the eternal in view as we engage in the temporal things. As we, as we relieve the, the hunger, the physical hunger of people in our communities. Let us be sure that we don't neglect to share with them the bread of life. That can satisfy the ultimate spiritual hunger that they have. Jesus. His disciples were corrected by Jesus. Jesus said to them, once they became indignant at what the woman was doing, he said to them, you will always have the poor with you. In other words, this is not going to go away. But what she has done, what she is doing, will actually be proclaimed for years and years and years and decades and centuries to come. You and I also do a beautiful thing for Jesus, my friends, when we serve in his name 
with an eternal purpose in mind, just like she did. When we serve in his name, when we do an act of kindness, she was serving Jesus in a practical way. Back in those days, of course, it was very common for people's uh, feet to be washed because people usually wore sandals and they traveled around, they walked around on dusty roads. So it was very common for somebody to come into a house and to be the guest of the house and people would come and wash their feet. And that's what she was doing. She was meeting a physical need, a practical need. Nevertheless, she was doing it with an eternal purpose in mind. And you and I do the same thing. When we feed the poor, when we, uh, when we feed the hungry, when we share what we have with need, the, those who are in need in our communities, we do those. We, we do that. We, we do acts of kindness and benevolence in the name of Christ. But let us also make sure that as we do those things, my friends, that we share the gospel, the content of the gospel. Many of you may have heard the saying, Preach the gospel always. Use words when necessary, right? Have you heard that before? That's a statement that needs to be re-examined, my friends, because when we, for at least two reasons. Number one, there are some articles published. One of them came from the Gospel Coalition, a scholarly website that has many good resources it has been argued argue that St. Francis of Assisi ne never actually said those words. And yet, if we're not careful, we can allow things like that to inform and shape what we view things and what we do. And I understand and appreciate the sentiment behind that statement. Okay? Essentially, the statement is leading us and encouraging us to, to preach the gospel with words and with deeds. That's essentially what the statement encapsulates. Nevertheless, the gospel, my friends, is inherently proclamational. We cannot separate proclamation or sharing of content from the gospel. It's not the gospel at all. So as we, as we preach the gospel with, word, with, with actions, let us be sure that we preach it with words too. And that doesn't mean that <clears throat> maybe you're not comfortable getting up in front of a marketplace and bring a speaker with you and begin to preach. Maybe that's not you, maybe so. But you can, use a, you can use the written word. You can use a tract. You can use a, a passage of scripture printed. You can use a text. You can use a post online. You can use several different ways and means to communicate the gospel. There was the Apostle Paul who wrote in Romans 10, 14, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So you see that transmission of content is key to the ministry of the gospel. It's key, my friends, that as you and I engage in the ministries that we engage, that we pray, ask the Lord to show us how <clears throat> to engage in conversation with people. I realize that we live in a very diverse uh, environment today. There are many people with many different beliefs, some of no beliefs at all, and that's okay. We don't have to fight with any other faith systems. We're not called to do that. We are called to, to share Jesus and let, the, let him take care of the rest. I've had a conversation with people. They said, well, you know, there's so much going on out there, and I don't understand that religion. You don't have to understand every. You don't have to become a scholar in all the religions of the world. No. 
Just share Jesus from your experience, what you have heard and seen him do in your own life. As you help somebody, as you go out and you engage in whatever ministry you might be engaging in, share Jesus. Amen. As we go about doing good works, my friends, let us be looking for opportunities to not just preach with deeds, but make sure that we do it with words. You, you, we can never underestimate the power of the content of the gospel. I may have shared my story with you, but I remember one time when I was about 13, 14, I was just sitting in front of my grandma's porch in the Dominican Republic. I think, if I remember correctly, I had just come back from the baseball field. Back in those days, I would go to the field all morning and come back, and I would go to school in the afternoon, actually. So I was just sitting there, trying to catch my breath, my breath from the sun and just taking a break. Uh, and this lady walked by. <clears throat> I didn't know her. Never, never seen her before. She just handed me a piece of paper and said, Jesus loves you, and smiled and kept walking. Okay, thank you, you know. I took it. I read it. Then I felt like I was sinking in the chair. Man, I'm lost. I realized that I didn't have Jesus, that I needed him. I, will, I wish I could find that lady to thank her because what she did put me on a journey. And I have grown, you know, and followed the Lord for years now, decades now, because of what she did, because she was able to communicate the content of the gospel. She didn't have to engage with me. She didn't even have to get into an argument or a discussion. She just gave me a track and kept walking. She did a beautiful thing for Jesus, I believe, because she served him. She took a, a step and she reached someone and she, I'm sure, reached other people as well. And what she did still bear fruit today because I'm still serving the Lord and I'm sure she reached other people as well. What if you and I did the same thing when we get the opportunity to serve, to share some material means or some material blessing or relieve someone's pain or their hurts of, of, in some practical way? What if we decided to also include the message, the content of the gospel? What if we decided like this woman did to look at the eternal even when she was doing the temporary? I think there's a key lesson for us here, my friends. That as we go about sometimes giving a cup of cold water perhaps to those who are thirsty. Like Jesus, when he met that woman in John chapter 4, he had that discussion with her. And he said to her, the, the water that you will drink, <clears throat> anyone who drinks from this water will become thirsty again. But then he went on to say, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst again. What you and I do for for our communities, my friends, whether it's food, clothing, <clears throat> we'll move on, we'll pass away, we'll wear out. But the water that we give the people, the water of Jesus, the bread of life, Jesus, will feed them now and for eternity. So you and I can do beautiful, a beautiful thing for Jesus also. The woman in our passage, she gave something costly. She she gave sacrificially. And she had to, for a moment, suspend the fear of opinion around her to do what she did. What a beautiful song, amen, that really kind of helped us internalize the story. And sometimes you and I 
can do, are called to do the same thing. We may be called to serve somebody in an unconventional way. Maybe, maybe that person whose car just simply uh, stopped working in the middle of the road. Or don't do it on the highway. Be careful. <laughs> but maybe a random act of kindness like that can unlock the power of God's love to somebody's life. There's a story that I read years ago. <clears throat> this lady, she was in another country. I believe it was in uh, Canada. And she, one time she was driving by <clears throat> this group of people and she noticed how they were, they had all these posters and all these signs and waving, there were a bunch of young people waving the signs and the sign said, free car wash, free car wash, stop by. She's like, okay, I mean, sure. <laughs> so she stopped and uh, she went to the line. The guys did a really nice job washing her car. And towards the end, she said, okay, now I want to give you money. They said, we can't take your money. She said, no, but I, I know you're not asking for money, and I know that you advertise for a free car wash, but I still want to give a donation. I want to give you money. Ma'am, we cannot take your money. We are not doing that. We just simply want to do something nice for you. She's like, okay, what's the trick? What's the catch? You know, <laughs> What are you trying to sell? They're like, no, 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 you're not, this is not what we're trying to do. And then she said, okay, tell me then, why are you doing this? Why did you take such care of the car? Why did you take such pain to really polish the tires so nicely and spray all the solution to make? You just didn't do it, you know, anyway. You just you took great care in doing what you did. And they said, you know, we just want to show you the love of God in a practical way. <clears throat> and the story continued that the woman started crying. And uh, they asked her, why are you crying, and uh, she said, you know, for months and months, I've been struggling because I've been praying, if you can call what I was doing praying, prayer, I've been asking myself and asking other people, is God really real? God, if you're really real, send somebody to tell me. I want to know. And here you are telling me that you were doing this in the name of God to show me the love of God in a practical way. So the power of a, a kind gesture, can never, we can never underestimate that, my friends. But see, they, not only did they do the act, did they actually wash her car, but they went on to tell, tell her why. They took it to the next step. The conversation led them to a, a, the next step. And you and I uh, had to pray for those opportunities. I remember one time we were in Naples. Pastor Jackie might remember this. We went, we went out to, uh, we had a mobile home park near the church that we were in. And Pastor Jackie one time felt led to lead us as a church to bring shoes to that community. We went one, one time and took the measurements. We announced it. And then we have a great number of children come out. We took their sizes, wrote them down. Two weeks later, we, we have partnered with someone that was able to donate all the shoes. We brought back about 43, 45 pairs of shoes. And uh, we were giving them out to the children. They were in dire need. Many of them have come to the U.S. in different ways. Some of them didn't speak English or, or Spanish. I couldn't communicate with many of them because they spoke some other dialect from some other places that I assumed that they spoke Spanish because they came from a certain part of the region, but they didn't. <laughs> so I was really at a, at a loss at the time. They had to interpret twice in different things. And uh, we went out. We 
knocked on the doors, announced, and they came out. All the children got their shoes, and you could see their eyes, you know, just new pair of shoes. Wow. And uh, we finished distributing all the shoes, and I was driving the church van. And as I'm about to get in the van and leave, everyone else had already left, two little guys came after me, and they stopped me. They were probably, they couldn't be any older than eight or seven. They said, hey, hey, sir. I said, yes. Can I ask you a question? I said, sure. Why are you doing this? He really wanted to know. So I, I got up from the van and I said, you know why we do it? Because Jesus loves you. He looked at his friend like, did you just hear that? Okay, bye. <laughs> and took off running with her shoes on. Friends, we did a good deed, but we also shared the name of Jesus. We were also able to name drop, if you will. <laughs> and that's what we ought to do. Let's do what we do. Let's be faithful in meeting the needs of our communities, engaging in mission work here and beyond. But as we do that, let's also make sure that we do a beautiful thing like the woman did, that we keep the eternal perspective as we are engaging in something temporary, as we are meeting the physical thirst and hunger of people around us. Let us also be sure that we meet their spiritual thirst and hunger. Amen. His name is Jesus. Praise God. We are called to do good works, my friends, to take care of the poor, to meet the needs. But we are also called to share Jesus with the world around us. And acts of kindness, good works, they are great vehicles. They are not ends in themselves. They are means to an end. Amen. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you that you have called us for such a time as this. You have raised up on the Vidra Church to be a light in this community and beyond. And I thank you for all of the missions and all of the different acts of kindness and ministries that we are engaged in. I pray, Lord, that you help us to keep the main thing, the main thing before us as we engage so faithfully and generously in the many ministries that we do. Lord, I pray that you give us opportunities. Show us the people around us. Give us the boldness to start conversations with those who may be too afraid to ask about the hope that we have, about the joy that we have when we serve. Open the hearts of people in our communities as we engage in missions and different ministries. My friends, if you are here, if you are watching us online and you don't yet know Jesus, and you are still hungry spiritually and thirsty spiritually, today is your day. If you are here, I invite you to raise your hand. If you're not sure about your, your relationship with Jesus, if you don't yet know him, if he's not your friend, if it's not your savior, why wait? Today is your day. Every eye closed, every head bowed, please. This is a moment, sacred moment between every person and God. If you have never confessed Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand now. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I see the hand. 
Thank you. If you are watching us online, I will pray for all of us now. You can pray this prayer with me. If this is your first time asking Jesus to come into your heart and be your Savior, you can pray it under your breath, you can pray it out loud, however you're comfortable. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came, you were born of a virgin. You died on the cross. You were buried. And on the third day, you rose from the dead. I confess you now as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.